This is a special edition of the Lubetkin on Communications podcast, recorded live on the scene at PodCamp Philly 2010 at Temple University in Philadelphia. Hi, this is Paul Muller from the Caffeination Podcast. I wanted to tell you about a fantabulous event coming up here in the fall. That's October 2nd and 3rd for people with calendars handy. It's called PodCamp Philly. Now, it's not just about podcasting. It's also about digital and social media and how we use it in our everyday lives. That's everything from blogging to business and beyond. So join us on October 2nd and 3rd at Temple University for PodCamp Philly. Learn something, share something, join the event, and join the discussion. PodCamp Philly, this unconference is for you. Back at uh, PodCamp Philly here with uh, Whitney Hoffman. Hey, Steve. One of the leading lights in the PodCamp community. <laughs> well, I, uh, that's you have very employee flattering. number three or four, I guess. And yeah, absolutely. I mean, Chris Penn and Chris Brogan pretty much put it all together. And uh, later on, since I've got that legal geekiness and everything else, they brought me on as director of operations. So just, be, um, you know, as Chris said one point, Penn and I sort of put it together and Whitney made it operable and duplicable so that it could really move out and other people could do the same thing in their own community. So that's what we tried to set out. The PodCamp movement is now alive and well and kicking in how many different places? Oh, goodness. I, you know, I've lost count because after it hit over about 85 or 90 different ones, um, it, we just bas- it basically got to the point where it sort of got silly. And, and But it's been amazing that people have been to one um, and really taken it back to their own communities and sort of duplicated it. And in many ways, spinning it off into other things um, because of PodCamp and also BarCamp, which was basically is where PodCamp came from, too. Uh, you've had health camp, you've had media camps, you've had marketing camps, you've had all sorts of other things, and people have taken the unconference model and then just adapted it out and they tweak it as they need it. But it's been nice because I think, particularly at PodCamp, as things have grown beyond just podcasting, you know, podcasting was cutting edge back five years ago when we first started doing these things, It's and we thought recording audio and video was like such a big deal. It still is a very big deal, and it's still a very good way to communicate your messages, but I think it's broadened out so we understand how that hooks up with blogging and that hooks up with promoting your business and with both online and offline tools. And it's become much broader than, particularly with social media really taking off, than just podcasting per se. It becomes part of a broader content stream Absolutely. for a publisher. And I know one of the big questions that's come up in past podcasts has been, how do you monetize this thing? And you are certainly one of the people who's been successful in doing that. You have now, um, you're in, in the final stages of putting together a book. Well, absolutely. I mean, it's really funny because I started podcasting and I got my little iPod and I found out there were some people talking about mom issues and whatever and about kids with learning disabilities. And it, just because one of their kids had ADHD, but it wasn't dedicated to that. It was dedicated to just regular old moms stuff but you know I had been trying to get together a book and a book proposal all about kids with learning disabilities and how to diagnose and how to really get them where they needed to be and get people to the resources they needed because all the moms that I knew that had kids with issues were having real problems there so so I started the podcast and it ended up kind of growing in popularity and where I was having a hard time you know putting together a book and having anybody take me seriously as a mom in the suburbs the podcast gave me access 
not only to talk to experts all over the country and talk to them about what mattered most to them, um, but it built my own credibility and my own reputation over time. And as it turned out, this past spring, uh, Jossie Bass, who's a division of Wiley, actually called me up and said, hey, do you want to write a book? So, you know, that certainly has been, is now going to be an income stream. Um, you know, I got that first check a couple weeks ago. It was very exciting. Um, and, and the book is about learning disability? Yeah, it's about, well, it's about differentiating education in the classroom. So it's about how teachers can go ahead and make the curriculum that they're teaching accessible to absolutely everybody, both kids who are gifted, both kids who have uh, learning disabilities or are struggling in the classroom and the middle. Because if you just teach to the middle, you're really losing both ends of that. And, and that's so important. And it's equally applicable in the adult ed stuff that we do when you're making presentations. It's how do you make sure you're using different techniques to make sure that everybody understands everything Because everybody's you say. a different learner. Absolutely. You know, and, you know, through podcasting alone, through uh, at one point, uh, again, with MommyCast, we had a network that ended up gen- generating some revenue. But, you know, it's interesting how these things sort of all ebb and flow. But part of it is as you're consistently putting out good content that people like, it leads to things, you know, for me, it's led to a consulting business, which certainly has led to money, and then, of course, to the book. So it's, you know, while I can't say that I've ever made, except for the network thing, um, which was almost 10 grand, which was kind of nice. But I mean, other than that, you know, other than sort of beer money and affiliate money sort of things, the bigger things are building reputation, building revenue streams and building businesses that are supported by those sorts of things, like the consulting stuff. So this is the fourth year that PodCamp Philly has been at uh, in Philadelphia, third year at, at Temple University. What are the differences that you're seeing over the course of the three years in terms of what people are interested in about PodCamp? What things do they want to learn about when they come here? You know, I think when we started, and I think you, you could speak equally as well to this, it was a lot about the technical stuff. It was about the tools of the trade, and it tended to be the geek fest. So it was the people, again, we are joking about earlier, we were all on the AV and the chess team and, you know, the nerd factor back in high school. Um, what I think it has become about is we have consistently for the past couple of years seen about 60 to 70 percent of the people coming are brand new. They've never been to a pod camp before. They want to know how to get online, how to set up a website, how to blog, how to express their ideas and their creativity and finding their own channels and their own way to do that. And I think they've really begun to master that over time. Like Drew Griffin is a good example. He just walked by. Drew, who just walked by, was actually uh, shooting some video of us. Hello, Drew. Yeah. Drew is fantastic. He's uh, he's a nurse. He does a bunch of things on wound care. He started putting out a podcast and really using some of the tools that he learned here at PodCamp. And now he's going and he's speaking to groups of 4,000 nurses on the different things that are really important and, and using it as a good way to teach. Um, you know, for one client for the OBGYN department down at Christiana Hospital, we've done the OBGYN to go podcast and we actually did a study where we split the residents into two groups. We did little learning podcasts where it was a paper ta- uh, talking to the attendings about what was the important points. And we tested that against the kids that just read the paper versus those that listened to the podcast. And we found that the kids that had listened, the, stu- the student doctors, they're really grown ups, they're not just kids, um, were doing at least 10 to 20 percent 
100% better on the exam afterwards and we're retaining the information better than those that just read the study. So I think you can, and because it's asynchronous, you know, they can listen to it on the way home. They can listen to it when they do something else. Um, you know, video sometimes is a challenge because it requires you to see and listen at the same time. We certainly don't want people driving down the Schuylkill Expressway here in Philadelphia uh, right, and looking watching at a video. Or whatever else, absolutely. But, you know, if you're on your commute, listening to audio is a great way to multitask at the same time. Um, when you're at the gym and everything else, it's, it can really be fantastic. And so you get that learning um, at the same time. Uh, and again, I think it's a very good tool, but, you know, you have to really use it for the right thing. Um, again, I wouldn't use a video podcast just for talking heads a lot of the time because I think just staring at people a lot is boring. Um, so, you know, but again, I think it's fantastic, and I think the way people have been adopting things and adapting it to their own use have been fantastic. Whitney, thanks for stopping by, and uh, best of luck with the rest of the podcast. Oh, thanks so much, Steve. This has been fun. Take care. If you have comments or suggestions about our podcast, you can email me. The address is steve at professionalpodcasts.com. You can call our comment line at 856-861-6146. In the UK and other parts of Europe, it's 440207-193-6146. We produce these programs under normal circumstances in the studios of Professional Podcasts in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. We're producing this one live on the scene at PodCamp Philly 2010 at Temple University. Our thanks to Paul Muller of the Caffeination Podcast for setting us up with a great Wi-Fi connection and all of the technical aspects that we needed to produce these podcasts. And our thanks to Alan Chase from the Otaku Generation Podcast for producing the PodCamp Philly promos that we're using in these special podcasts. For all of us here at PodCamp Philly, this is Steve Lubetkin, Podcast Steve on Twitter, and we'll see you out there on the net. Take good care.